0: Hello, everyone welcome back to believe in k-pop for another episode with another exciting guest who has so many hats all over the place um and we'll get into all of that but i would like to introduce ashley griffin or better known as multifaceted acg to believe in k-pop thank you for joining us thank you for having me thank yes. you yes yes yeah so as you're literally wearing a hat um, that has your boy on it. Um, let's talk about, you know, multifaceted ACG, because that means a bunch of different things. Um, yes. can you give everybody a rundown of everything that multifaceted ACG encompasses?
1: Wow. Um, I know that's a <laughs> that's a, <laughs> it's okay, that's a tough one, but it's actually yeah. okay. Um, Initially, multifaceted ACG, and that's just the word multifaceted and in my initials Ashley mm-hmm. C. Griffin. So that's mm-hmm. all it is. But initially, she was just a, a mm-hmm. vlogger, she was a YouTube vlogger. And uh, once I tumbled into this whole K pop thing, then I turned into a K pop vlogger, a content mm-hmm. creator for that. But at this point, in being her (laughs) for Mm -hmm. the past uh eight and a half years Mm -hmm. um she's a digital content creator uh podcast host Mm -hmm. an influencer for real in terms of innovating and and creating things that accommodate the the hollywood market Mm -hmm. consultant i'm an investor Mm
0: -hmm. so it's quite a bit going on (laughs) yeah well let's start with because i think the first time i ever heard about you was through um, Mac G Productions, um, yes. With and some um, of them have been on your show. I know. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I think Emmy, Emmy, and G, Emmy was on. and Jay, yeah, and Jay, yeah, exactly. Um, and at the time, I, I literally, I want to say it was two weeks ago. Oh, when when people were talking about the podcast fest, and I was in the crazy Slack that they have. Yeah. And, um. Someone sent the link, and I was like, and I was reading the description, and I was like, wait, multifaceted ACG and Mac. Produ- or better known as Mac, I was like, Whoa, I didn't know you were like that. I told you in the chat and the (laughs) podcast, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I didn't know you were that. So, and then, um, I think it was Amber was like, Oh, you don't even know. Like Ashley has so many different roles. Like, and she surprises you every single time. So first let's start with Mac G productions and why you decided to start that. And how much time do you spend on that? Cause that's a full fledged running platform website, you know, yeah you it's a whole corporation exactly yeah.
1: um when I my first year on YouTube uh, because I was so determined to be a, a, a career YouTubist mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> I had a manager and we were starting to get opportunities that I had never considered before and it was necessary to protect what I was doing However, there were other things that were starting to brew around experience that I had when I lived in Los Angeles and, and worked in music and entertainment out there mm-hmm. that were starting to create new things where I'm like, I can't, I can't do this on my own anymore. So mm-hmm. um three other women along with myself, uh, we founded multifaceted ACG Productions mm-hmm. LLC. But since mm-hmm. it's such a mouthful, we just abbreviated it to MacG. The first two years of the company uh was really about me being the face of it promoting that we helped others develop their talent create uh, media kits and things of that sort Mm -hmm. uh, consult for other youtubers and things and over the years we've been able to pivot it away from me being the the front facing of it and now it's just known as a a online hub for Mm -hmm. people who have their own developmental ideas and creativity that just need a little bit more support to get it out there Mm -hmm. we're just returning to doing the event aspect of it Uh, as of this year. We had a huge event, a massive one Mm in 2015, that was going to be a very, very amazing experience for us. And it involved a now defunct idol group, but Mm. the behind the scenes things that were going on with that in terms of uh, the corporation trying to uh, double dip in American dollars. And then there was Mm. SARS going on, our investors freaked out and pulled out and we were in trouble. So uh, a lot of what we were initially founded for, for online events and entertainment, I retracted on that because it was so humiliating on a massive scale, like we had people's money as our responsibility and our reputation Mm. was damaged. Mm. And we had to take a lot of years away from doing anything that had a financial transaction involved mm. to regain that integrity, that trust from people. It took us well over a year to refund everyone because all the money was held in escrow.
0: Right,
1: And we eventually got everyone everything back took a lot of time away from doing anything that could remotely get tied into that association and then Mm -hmm. just finally came back with events this year oh wow yeah it's it's been a, a interesting process we've had a lot of transitions everyone who works with us are freelancers and because of the pandemic this was 2019 was the year we had finally gotten enough uh finances under our belt to start actually paying our team and Mm. we were scheduled to do that march 11th and the pandemic was literally Mm. announced on that day so we've had the the privilege of working with some of the dopest people Mm. in the hollywood scene as contractors as as one-off projects and we've had the unfortunate experience of having to let some of them go, but we believe in the integrity of compensating people their worth. And if we can't do it, we can't utilize your skills. Hmm. So we're extremely transparent in that way, and uh, it's allowed us to be around this long.
0: Right. Wow. First of all, that's that's a very admirable thing. I mean, I, as you would expect, anybody would be able to, or that your time should be compensated and your skills absolutely. should be compensated. That is absolutely certainly not something that is you know that prevalent in entertainment really at all, um, especially starting yeah. out. So that's really awesome that you guys you know put a focus on that. Um, now I wonder, like, was was your goal always to you know I know that like. like You initially weren't, when you were doing this, you initially were not into K-pop and then you eventually like that started to become a lot of what your brand is associated with. Like, was your goal in being a K-pop fan when you first became a K-pop fan, were you like, okay, like, uh, I'm going to somehow integrate this into what I'm already doing?
1: It initially wasn't. Uh, <laughs> when I moved from L.A. to Texas, mm-hmm. I was born in Houston, but I grew up in Detroit. And then mm-hmm. uh, I did college and all this good stuff. And when I married, I mm-hmm. moved to L.A. and I worked in the, the music scene. I worked mm-hmm. with Motown execs and did A&R work and things of that sort. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um But I've always been a freelancer. I've always done more than one thing. I can't just commit to to one. one. So when I moved to Houston, um, I was freshly separated, waiting Mm. for divorce papers to be filed. Mm. So life was a little scattered at that Mm -hmm. point in time. (laughs) And I fell into this as a hobby. But what I was going to do on YouTube, because I've always been pulled on, man, you're a pretty good commentator. Like you got a really good voice for it. So... Mm -hmm. The intention was just to be on YouTube to just talk about what was going on in pop culture and just have a segment once a week with that and when I fell into K-pop, I I cycled hard and I was Mm -hmm. videoed referencing everything. I was making an archive of it. It was the first thing that I was excited about in a Mm. very depressing time. Mm. So my intention was always to get back to entertainment and, and service industry work. But when these two things came together, it's like there's so many avenues to explore. And the American consumer market although it was big and has been it was nothing like what it is now Mm -hmm. when i got into it Mm -hmm. so i saw a lot of space and opportunity and my biggest thing is creating things that are absolutely one-off like you can't compare it to anything Mm. else anybody can have a dance party and things of that sort but my shoe-in was I like roller skating and I'm an old head and there's got to be a whole bunch of people out here who have children who are the so-called appropriate age to be a fan of this Mm. who are trying to figure out why their kid likes this foreign music why not do a skating event so the first thing that I did was put together K-pop Skate Night. That's mm-hmm. where KPSN came from. Mm-hmm. And we did that at a local spot in Metro Houston, Texas. And it ended up sprawling a little bit. Mm-hmm. We ended up connecting with another young man and we developed a company called Hallyu Entertainment first.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when we started to look at the directions we wanted to go in, I'm very much about giving everyone a platform, Mm. whereas the team for Hollywood Entertainment was more so interested in the individualistic shine.
0: Hmm. Nothing
1: wrong with that. It's still business either way, but that goes against my my intentions. So Mm -hmm. we split the two businesses and then Mm. MAGG Productions was founded and Hollywood Entertainment went on to whatever it is it's doing. Now if it's even still active at this Mm. point in time. But they were most definitely not the things I thought I would be doing. Not the least (laughs) bit.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. No, yeah. I feel like a lot of people when they fall into the K pop thing, they're like, Oh, I'm here now.
1: <laughs> like, right? Yeah. And when like, you're here? in, you can't get out. So yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, um, I guess so one of the things that I realized in in looking at MACG is also that there is a along with the consulting and things that mm-hmm. you guys do on the side also, you also write articles and yes. you know, there's like a an outlet source to it as well. Um do the employees that you have that work for MACG Productions as just like the consulting side also write or is it, are those two things like completely separate?
1: So it's all different divisions actually. Okay. And we only have two employees, myself and a co-founder. Everyone okay. else are on uh, independent contractor agreements. Got it. And uh, <clears throat> we have MACG Productions, which is the 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 umbrella of Mm -hmm. everything all of the financials and whatnot passed through that in terms of Mm -hmm. banking and tax filings but we do business under several dbas okay um so MacG magazine that was founded because i got my first writing gig in this industry with Mm -hmm. k-pop stars who i still have a lot of appreciation for Mm -hmm. but uh when they were starting to experience some some shifts in leadership and whatnot I was in a space at that time by the the grace of inheritance where I could have bought it and I was oh, really wow. trying. I really wanted to own it and mm-hmm. they weren't in a space of wanting to sell it to I see. to me. So okay. my angle was okay, well the fans want to talk about the things that are of interest to them, not just reading the articles about the new music that's dropped or What they wore on the red carpet and things. So I initially started focusing on creating a a quarterly actual physical magazine Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. fans to submit what they were interested in talking about and then to see their writing in print. Mm. Well, while we were researching that, two other magazines popped up and I'm like, oh Mm. man, there's no way I could compete (laughs) with how good those look. Mm. It's out of my wheelhouse. And I'm a strong believer in having people smarter than you on your team. But the smartest Mm. ones who could do this were at Craze. So I'm Uh, like, I'm gonna just cheer for them on the mm. sideline with as much excitement as possible. I can't even contend with that let me try to do this digitally. So we created MACG Magazine, and it is an abbreviation. It's an acronym in and of itself. We talk about the music, the arts, the creativity of the the genre, and gaming Mm -hmm. as well. And we've kind of shifted the focus over the years in terms of how we target our audiences with that. Mm -hmm. But those who write, stick with writing
0: okay
1: those who consult they have had consultancy experience so they stay within that Mm. uh we have a a brand called looking hue which is focused on fashion not even in the context of the the k-pop wave Mm. but just in general
0: Mm -hmm. and they
1: commentate on that and people contribute to that and we acquired a community called kimchi bites which was Mm. created long before I was ever doing anything or lived in Korea that I used to frequent a lot because I wanted to find other people who were in my age bracket who were doing what I was actively trying to do, which is get mm. over there and teach. Right. And uh, when that publication's owner decided to come back to the United States and establish his home here, I bought that. So I have a tendency <laughs> to negotiate and or acquire mergers. Yeah. yeah. I, I really appreciate being able to maintain longevity in ways that don't always have my name attached to
0: it. Yeah. My business
1: might be, but there's nothing on there that says, oh, Kimchi Bites owned by Ashley Griffin. No, no, no. Right. It's its own thriving community, even though once the pandemic started, everything mm-hmm. within the teams kind of just went to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to more content being on there soon.
0: Right. Wow. Yeah. I I also want to talk about, you know, when you were living in Korea, what kind of opportunities you were able to get. You said you did uh, work in music and entertainment while you were in Korea as well. Um, What was that experience like when you were there?
1: Limited because I was there on a visa as an English instructor. So mm-hmm. my degrees, my professional work, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, they are in education. I have a, a bachelor's degree in communications with the emphasis mm-hmm. on digital marketing, mm-hmm. and I'm pursuing right now uh master's degree in applied linguistics with a focus mm-hmm. on teaching non-native english speakers oh. so i'm very interested in how music and language comes together and creates its own learning experience so although i was there for that monday through friday i would teach do what i needed to do create my lesson plans and then after work i'd get on a bullet train from tegu all the way up to seoul <laughs> and i'd be there on the weekend interviewing uh indie artists or uh writing information for publications here in the states who may have been on contract with me such as like for mm. seoul fashion week or mm. uh one-off articles about mm. concerts or events there and uh really just trying to learn as much as I could about the music production scene. I know there's controversy for uh, non-Native Korean producers from time to time. And I just wanted a more solid understanding of how it works over there. Mm. And uh, I gained uh, ambassadorship as a, as a foreign reporter there, but I didn't maximize on it as much as I could have because Mm. I was really trying to get opportunities for my team here. Mm. So it's a it's a different scene. That's for certain. They most definitely like to compensate you with clout and exposure uh, instead of actual compensation in, mm-hmm. in some instances in the music industry. Uh, but there's always something. There's like a festival every week somewhere mm-hmm. in the country, and there's always concerts, always performances. Someone's always buskering. So mm-hmm. if you live, eat, and breathe music, it's just
0: it's unyielding it's so exciting right right you know it's so interesting i remember uh one of your videos you were like you know people like to compensate you with exposure but that's not gonna pay your bills and feed you so you know there's you gotta think about that i
1: can't eat exposure <laughs>
0: <laughs> i cannot exposure.
1: eat that i know i love that video on twitter where the guy is cutting and you know making a whole meal of exposure and yes. there's nothing on the plate
0: yeah you, you
1: can't do that at some point yeah it's good to get it because you want to get your name out there and if you're a hobbyist then more power to you but Mm -hmm. if you're trying to sustain yourself like i'm not young well i'm I'm young but i'm 35 Mm. there's only so much exposure you can do to keep Mm -hmm. these lights on in my home so you know it's very important
0: (laughs) yeah i wonder though like you know with exposure like i don't know i always in my head like i've kind of fallen for that like exposure like helps you know whatever but like it'll lead to a payday one day. Like, do you feel like that's like a, a good uh, mindset to have? Like, okay, like maybe just getting this exposure now is good for later or is it always important to like, let me like, you know, this is my worth for what you're, the time you're asking.
1: It's a bit contextual because when we think of exposure and we think of compensation, when we hear the word compensation, we instantly tie it into dollar signs. Mm. And sometimes you can't be compensated that way. Um, Sometimes the compensation is you do this and it gets you in front of these three people and I can guarantee that you have their contact information and the rest is up to you. Mm -hmm. So you can connect the dots um, how you see fit. I encourage people to give something a year if you're just doing things for exposure. Mm. And if you're still committed to it, even after that you've earned enough information to put into a portfolio to start presenting yourself for financially compensating things Mm. or other opportunities that get you closer to your long-term goal. A lot of us start things and we give it a few weeks, maybe a few months, and then we drop it because Mm. it didn't make money then. But if you can do something for a whole year for free, Mm and you still love it then you genuinely love it and now Mm -hmm. you have something to show for it that these are the things I accomplished at the free 99 Mm -hmm. and now for a whopping 25 dollars I can do this for 30 minutes or whatever the case may be right right
0: okay that makes sense that makes sense yeah I uh that's something I'm going to take that into account with this podcast actually (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) you have to do that but speaking of podcasts um so You also host your own podcast, um, along with, and we'll get into your YouTube as well, but you host your own podcast, an album a day, um, A3 podcast, um, wait, hold on, let me, A3 A3 day, Day. A3 day podcast. Um, So what made you want, I I mean, I remember, you know, listening to your episodes, like you wanted to, it's pretty self-explanatory. You're going through these albums in little short, like 12 minute size bites, which I love, which is like so like you don't get that with podcasts these days. You're not going to yeah, get that don't. with this one, you know. <laughs> but I love it cuz it's just so concise and you can get through these albums like I can get through like all of 21's work in like, you know, 30 minutes if I have it on like double speed, you know? So yep. like what made you want to first of all keep it to that 12-minute sort of time frame cuz some people will definitely take up that whole hour to talk about an album. Like why in these little bite-sized pieces?
1: An album a day came about because I I have an intention of aging out of, of my face being on YouTube.
0: Mm. Um,
1: I I don't see anything wrong with people creating content for as long as they want to, but me being multifaceted ACG, at some point I would like to remarry again or be in a committed relationship and be able to have that distance between my private life mm. and my my entertainer life, my front facing life. So while I was considering that, Because the video editing process and all of that and whatnot, it's not enjoyable for me anymore. I get to contract it out from time to time if I budget appropriately for it. Because again, a lot of people are like, no, I'll do it for free because I'm a fan. No, you won't because I respect your skills. I'm going to pay you. Mm. So with that in mind, I'm like, what's something that allows me to continue this, this, uh, this stance that I value a lot as being just a walking nerd of all this mm. k-pop crap <laughs> like well I could do a podcast I'm like that won't ask too much of me and I can make it short because I don't want to hear myself speak for mm. more than 30 minutes I can't stand it hearing the differences in my tone my mm. voice is naturally very husky but I lighten mm. it so it doesn't sound so intimidating I don't want to hear <laughs> 35 minutes. I don't don't want that. So if I keep it short, you're getting the gist of the album. You're getting some comparatives in terms of music that might be from Europe or from America that you can mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, I can reference it to that without saying the artist is trying to be the next so-and-so, so-and-so. Uh, yeah. And then you give it a rank and you create a playlist and let people ride. And before I realized it, because I didn't have seasons at first, I was just mm-hmm. gonna go. Yeah. Before I realized that I had like 59 episodes for the first season and I'm like yo dude, you really number one you got something and number two you need to take a break Yeah. so that's what started to create the shorter segments where a season will have maybe 24, 26 at max but 24 episodes and I take some time away Mm -hmm. because it fries my ears Mm -hmm. listening to it so that's what motivated it and just trying to really maintain my stance of being your favorite foreign Korean music historian Mm -hmm. I really like the idea of that that there's someone from the outside looking in who has comparative experience not Mm -hmm. on the nose but it's comparative Mm. talking about this music in digestible ways yeah so that's what did it
0: yeah i really i feel like there's there's so many like you know k-pop podcasts out there now but there's nothing like this one like you said like you don't like to do one-offs like you can't compare it like and it really does it's like a really educational way to like i didn't know like I didn't know that first of all, I guess this like is date, you know, showing how new of a fan I am, but like I didn't know that Teddy was a part of a group called One Time and I didn't know yeah. that they had like five albums and like, you know, now and hearing he was back, the leader. <laughs> yeah, and he was the leader of it. Like now I'm like, oh Teddy has like, you know, he's not just this producer that everybody loves to hate sometimes, but yeah. like he, he was his own thing back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So I think that was really cool. I, I'm I can't wait to go through the rest of it. I can't and I remember during the KPSN thing you were talking about i don't remember which group you were talking about but you were like it's gonna be like season 30 because like you're going through it alphabetically like <laughs> i love that <laughs>
1: it's gonna be so long it's yes. some newer music that comes out and i only get to hear like a snippet of it i'm like man it's gonna be months before i get to this but i still listen to my old stuff from the first few years that i got mm. into it but mm-hmm. basically for me newer music ultimately like stopped around 2019 probably Hmm. fall because i'm so into listening to all this old stuff now Mm -hmm. so yeah and i'm i just i didn't plan this out in my brain Mm. as well as i should have (laughs) i just knew it was a really good concept and no one else had it and Mm. i've been dubbed a futurist within the industry which i don't i'm really Prickly Mm. about titles. I'm very prickly about it because they sound so lofty, so great. And I'm like, dude, I got Mm. out of the bed and tripped this morning. Like I'm not as fly (laughs) as y'all might think I am. But I've been called a futurist because I can Mm. get a pulse on what's going on and put you about a year or two ahead of what's getting ready to happen. And no one was doing this at Mm. all. And I'm like, how could how could you not? With as much music as it is and as much as many groups as it is, yeah. how could someone just simply leave that for Wikipedia for you to read? I need right. an understanding of what this concept is. You keep saying I need to listen to these legends. Why are they legendary? Yes. So yeah, yeah that's what we did it.
0: I love that. <laughs> so what do you do when like um, let's say 2 p.m. came back with an album. Um, What would you, how do you go back and like, hey, we got to like circle back around to 2 p.m. They just came out with something. It's a special
1: episode when it happens. Once I've passed your discography, if you're not a rookie, Mm -hmm. once I've passed your discography and you release something new, then I circle back, I make a a special episode out of it. We explore it, compare it to what you've done in the past and Mm -hmm. uh, just get excited about it all over again. I would love for them to come back.
0: (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yes, right. Now they are almost all, all out of the military. I would say, right. I think just one is still One's within still at this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that I love during the you did during the KPSN Podcast Fest, um, you did a uh, a live recording of an album a day, and um, it was like a it was storytelling, which also is something that like I don't here, like really ever. And I just, it was like storytelling of the different labels within, like the major labels, major three. And I was just so blown away by like the storytelling and like the abilities that like I first of all where can people find a lot of the storytelling that you do because you do it a lot like where can people find this
1: yeah my overly ambitious goal of being the Matthew McConaughey of
0: K-pop I storytelling it. Well, it was so good I was floored I was so floored that needs to happen more oh my gosh um I do story times
1: on youtube.com slash multifaceted ACG they're usually mm-hmm. in this playlist that says multifaceted today cg presents and -hmm. some of the story times are really about me ridiculous things like getting maced in a club or (laughs) or choosing a chocolate cake over lloyd polite the singer Mm. of get it shouted you know all of that yeah but over time they started to shift and my most i'm mean just notorious for this story and it's a constant request do a part two and Mm -hmm. i refuse the vampire vampires yeah (laughs) vampires of k-pop i told that story while i was in south korea Mm -hmm. and i woke up one day and i'm like it's going down i have got to tell this story yeah but you always weave the facts in there as clearly as possible Mm -hmm. while you give all of this other illustration to it and the story, I, I can never repeat the magic of that. It was completely unscripted. Hmm. And it was just the, the knowledge that I had both available on the internet. Mm. And what's just sitting in my brain on mm-hmm.
0: archive. <laughs> right.
1: And trying to do a part two of that is gonna, it's gonna take away from the magic of that first one. Right. It is one of the most legendary stories I've ever told. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's usually where my story times are. Um, I've okay. had a lot of stories about strange run-ins with idols and things of that sort. So mm-hmm. it's pretty colorful. <laughs> I love that.
0: I was just so Thank I you. just wish there were like if you wanted to make a podcast of just your story times, like oh my. I thought
1: about it. I just moved my hosting and it's been, it's really been hard on me. I Mm. I started with, I I didn't start podcasting with Anchor. I started with a whole different company and then I eventually moved to Podbean and I took years Mm. off. But for an album a day, A3 Day started on Anchor in May of 2019. And Mm -hmm. I just left a week before this recording will go live. I moved to a company called captivate fm and their their team is phenomenal Mm. i had no problems at anchor and i left with over seven thousand listeners of my show in one year and that's Mm. huge but now i'm starting over right right (laughs) but it is a possibility to do a a short session of just my story times as Mm. audio of their own as Mm. an auxiliary to the show so it's in discussion
0: okay okay yes well i'm excited to to see it or hear it um, at some point um also you i know that you have uh your own music of your own miss blink um and you can find at miss wait let me yeah you can find you can find the streaming of miss blink m-s-b-l-i-n k um on any streaming platform if i'm if i'm saying right
1: new for me yeah yeah like how
0: (laughs) first of all can you explain miss blink the meaning behind the name Miss blink and why you know have you always been creating music on your own and you know how that all came about
1: yeah uh well blink's one of my my nicknames that's Mm -hmm. a nickname i've had since i got into Uh, high school years ago, Mm -hmm. there's still people who call me Blink instead of Ashley. So uh, once Ashley became an adult, once Blink became an adult, then we Mm -hmm. added the Miss on there. So that's all that that was. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have been formally producing for four years and I literally learned on my way to KCON New York four years ago on the plane.
0: You Um, learned how to produce music uh-huh wow yeah so <laughs> i wow. was
1: sitting in coach and the person by me wanted to talk and i didn't want to mm-hmm. so i put on my headphones and i'm like i got garage band on here and i had dreams of in high school of being like a dj i did not know that djs were what they are now touring and doing these massive festivals and right. when i had no idea it's just yeah. i love music mm-hmm. so I tinkered around with it and made a couple of beats on my tablet and when we got when we touched down and it was the first day of KCON there's a few people I really value their their opinions of when it comes to music Michael Smith Grant mm-hmm. uh Salvi Magne mm-hmm. JRE mm-hmm. I'm like I need you guys to hear this Kenny mm-hmm. and I passed my tablet along and my headphones and I'm like nervous is all get out Mm -hmm. and I see everybody's eyes at the same spot of the song go like I'm like what is it like yo you got something I'm like I do do I like Like, I can hear you're new to this but I can hear the potential of it Mm. after that I came back to Texas and I made at least one beat every day for two years wow obsessively got on it and there's so much music all over the place but i was i was always in control of when i would sell it how i would distribute it and late last year i'm like okay at this point you say you want this to be something that puts a hundred dollars in your in your pocket at some point in time you're gonna have to distribute it, so I'm on mm. DistroKid, and mm-hmm. the magic of that is I make the music and I upload it, but I don't know where Miss Blink goes. I'll get an email and it'll say something like, Someone in Algeria just shazammed my music, and I'm like, What? Like, I have no control over her magic. I know wow. what multifaceted ACG does, I know what MacG Productions does, right? I know what Ashley does, mm. but Miss Blink she surprises me on a regular basis really like <laughs> it's another person wow just text messages or reports from uh itunes or or mm-hmm. spotify and whatnot of where people are listening to this music and it just it floors me every time i don't have wow. children i don't desire to have children i don't have a spouse right now my legacy so many people obsess about what am i leaving what am i music is eternal Mm. I've made my stamp and Mm. by seeing the exposure of, of where I'm listened to, it just, it blows my mind every time I'm so grateful for it.
0: (laughs) Wow. How do you fit that? Like how much time are you spending now on, on music production?
1: In, 2019, I forced myself not to late 2018 to mid 2019 to be more specific. I forced myself not to make music every single day. I needed to learn. All my mm. music was starting to sound the same. I was falling okay. into my own one time teddy trap. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I stopped making music and I started listening to more world music, getting into mm. music in uh, some of the countries in Africa, listening to some of the influences in China and things of that sort. I did uh Timbaland's master class mm. and I just pushed myself to a new limit and I can hear the differences now. Mm. So now um I try bi weekly to make mm. something. I'll do it live on Instagram from time to time. Mm. I love to call my, my- Uh, listeners, my beta test group. Yeah. And I take their feedback and I build around it and I create that way. So it's not as frequent now because school just takes it from me. But Mm. um, every so often I'll get up at two or three in the morning. I'm like, I got this beat in my head. I have to do it. You got to do
0: it. Wow. Wow. So, okay. So that's like four to five. And I haven't even gotten to um, Kiva. Or uh, oh, with my the Mac giving G-Koalas. koalas, yeah. Yes, the giving koalas. Can you explain what that is and how that works into MACG?
1: Absolutely. Um, the giving MacGualas is is my lending team on Kiva.org, and Kiva.org is a nonprofit organization that mm-hmm. is focused on microloans for uh, disenfranchised communities. I got into Kiva as a lender in 2011 because I used to work for a company that started their own division of Kiva Mm. and what was encouraged and instilled I've always been about philanthropy, like completely and utterly, um, both public and private, because I don't think everything that I do needs to be publicized. Um, it's not supposed to glorify me it's supposed to edify others. Mm. So, um, Just being able to be a part of that in 2011 and seeing how $25 could make such a huge impact in people's lives, even if I couldn't afford to give that $25 again, that one time Mm. would ripple so far. So when I started considering Patreon for myself, because I don't have monetization on my YouTube channel, I made Mm. the, the personal choice not to... Cause I'm frustrated with
0: you too. Right. Yeah.
1: And if anything pops up with monetization on there, it's something I had no control over, but I do personally elect not to. And I'm like, well, it can't just always be about me. I can't always ask people to give me a dollar or $2. We need to encourage giving to others, even when it feels like it's not possible. Yeah. So I created the lending team and a handful of McGualis jumped in on it and just seeing who we've been able to contribute to both domestically and abroad Mm -hmm. has been one of the most rewarding things ever. Some of them are in a space now because of the pandemic where they're not able to make their payments on time and we have nothing to do with negotiating those circumstances to allow them to pay later and whatnot or reletting mm. the fees and whatnot. We simply mm-hmm. give. There's just no questions asked about it. And um, I'm just, I'm proud of it. I give more than the others because I'm the one who created it. So right. if I'm going to do something, then I need to make sure I'm doing it wholeheartedly. So yeah. even though everyone can give whatever amount they want, Every month I give $50 to it, every single month. So Mm -hmm. I'm always lending constantly. But I just, I love it so, so much. It's such a small way to make such a huge impact.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's awesome that you you were like, let's make this like, a part of what Mac G is like, we need to be giving back as well. You know,
1: um, it's not just
0: about us. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you gave back last weekend. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, once the COVID, you know, or the pandemic hit, like a lot of things were put on pause, um, including, you know, like a K con. And um, yeah. I think this yeah. was almost like a, it was a way of a, a replacement. Um, the KPSN hashtag KPSN podcast fest was a replacement kind of for, for at least podcast listeners out there for people to come in for, I was from 10 a.m. Central Standard Time to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And the Zoom stayed open until 9.30 Central Standard Time. Um, But first of all, that was an amazing podcast fest. And it was so cool to see all the different podcasters, like, come together and, like, like it was like synergetic almost it was like wow yeah. i see like uh <laughs> like oh my goodness 106 in soul with like ask me about k-pop and i was like oh i never yeah. thought i'd see them in the it was just i don't know it was just interesting um but so how long had you been planning that oh
1: man uh not long <laughs> okay right i, had, right I guess the, yeah yeah i had the idea um once once everything started to really show that we're not getting outside,
0: mm-hmm. um, I'm right. like,
1: you know what? Everybody is already aware of the YouTubers and and whatnot. We That's true. Are the the mainstays, even right. if it's not a, a big deal name anymore. We're the ones who pretty much created this whole new niche.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm like, no one ever hears from the doggone podcasts we know mm-hmm. they exist mm-hmm. and we know that each one has its own audience said they need a moment so mm. they have to have a moment i wasn't even supposed to be first in the day because mm. i didn't want it to be me like i'm, I'm real right. big on that Ugh. like right, <laughs> i don't right. want it to yeah. always be me yeah. so um i did a couple of guest spots on a few other podcasts and then one day someone on twitter just made a passing comment of like here's a, a list of shows that I'm listening to or whatnot, or mm. if you know any others, tag it. And then all these shows I knew of and didn't know of just started getting added. And I'm like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a tweet did that? I said, no, no, we gotta, we gotta spotlight it. So yeah. I took a moment in May, the second week, because my birthday's May 1st and I moved on my birthday. So oh, I wow. took that second week and I'm like, how do you formulate this online where the grassroots of it all won't piss people off but they'll Mm. be here to support it i started privately dming the people who were in that list with me Mm -hmm. i'm like you know first and foremost this is something that's extremely new it's not fully fleshed out i said but i'm very detailed about organizing things if you just give me enough time if you feel like you're interested in it let me email you what the concept is
0: Mm.
1: we emailed 14 people and 12 said yes that's
0: huge. Yeah.
1: So we ultimately had maybe six weeks of active work. And since our team is so much smaller at MACG Productions, everyone was delegated one to two tasks. And that's okay. it to keep from exhausting people from doing more than what they can at this time. Mm-hmm. And by the time the 18th came, um, <laughs> we were excited but like horrified at how it was gonna work we knew the limitations of zoom we knew the uh-huh. limitations of having too large a crowd and too little of moderators and that ended up happening anyway Really? and the i couldn't tell man we were dying on the on the back end uh-huh. <laughs> dying on the back end but um just the feedback we had we had over 20 people respond to the, uh, the feedback survey mm-hmm. that was sent after the event. And we literally only had one person who was upset. And that's just, that's insane to have something really? go over that well. We were really, really proud. We were really, really proud. Yeah. Wow. Just the level of, of excitement we hadn't felt in the fandom in a long time. Mm-hmm. Zero stress, zero pressure, just
0: genuine enjoyment. It was great. Why I'm just confused why someone would be upset if they knew that I'm like if you knew well, what was going on.
1: They knew what was going on, but they weren't too pleased with just the the flow of everything, even though the schedule was publicized on Eventbrite yeah. and tweeted out and such, they weren't too pleased with the flow and the confines of Zoom with not being able to move from one space to another. Mm. Um and that's their right, you know. It, mm. Whatever the opinions are, we take the feedback and we take it constructively sure. to, right. to be done next. But a lot of people are like, "Are you doing this in January? Like that's six months from now. Will y'all be okay by the end?" So yeah, yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen, but definitely uh, it will happen again. Yeah. That was.
0: Yeah, I, I loved that. I loved that, and I loved being able to see them like live, um, yeah. you know, re- recording live, and then have the chat on the side and like the interaction. It was great. It was, and even afterwards, I think a couple of people. I think you. I think you left by then. I can't remember. I think there was I left one. left promptly at nine. You I couldn't like... take it anymore.
1: <laughs> I was on the other side crying. Like I just, oh. I was over. I was overwhelmed at the fact that it had been so many years since we did an event and this went off without a hitch Mm -hmm. without people's money being compromised without their time being compromised and then just all the tweets they overwhelmed me so much with how Mm -hmm. happy everyone is and Mm -hmm. it's been a long time since we've had something associated happily with k-pop so it overwhelmed me and then i had an exam at 11 o'clock so i was crying so i got off at nine
0: o'clock at 11 p.m you had an exam (laughs) yes ma'am i did yeah wow talk about like grinding and hustling like (laughs) oh my goodness in between
1: moderating i was studying literally i was doing schoolwork throughout the event i'm interviewing people i'm checking on this computer over here i'm looking at my textbook it was it was insane like wow man
0: I feel like your brain, like your brain, must have been like fried. Like Sunday, I would have been like, fried. nobody talked to me. I, I couldn't sleep. handle
1: it. I slept wow. so late Sunday. I just got back on my normal sleep cycle Wednesday from that wow. evening. but I could, I couldn't, I couldn't let. I'm, I really take my word seriously and what we said was we were going to provide a safe environment and a safe space and whatnot and i needed to be certain of that at at all costs
0: Mm. we didn't
1: know what kind of conversations were going to be had because every single show had full autonomy over their breakout session right we didn't didn't stop people from talking about what they wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. so um yeah i
0: was i was dead after that event (laughs) wow so like so then um Uh, like I was thinking about it when you were talking and it was towards the end. I just know when I talk too much, like my voice starts to like, my mouth gets dry and stuff like that. Like I was just thinking like, her voice is, her throat's got to be hurting right now because she is just, <laughs>
1: like, it was she's gone. doing all this. As soon as nine o'clock hit, yes. I had one of my friends bring me over a bag of cough drops and wow. I had no voice all Saturday night and much of
0: Sunday. Wow, yep, it was gone. that's amazing. Well, it was an amazing <laughs> event. Like I swear for people listening right now that we're not able to make it, like you got to make it next time because it was great. It was really Thank great.
1: Thank you so much. We really tried hard for it to be.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. And I want to know, like with all of this going on, like, how do you calm yourself down? Like, what is your way of like taking a step back and just like chilling and not thinking about anything?
1: Sleep. Okay. It's my, <laughs> it's,
0: it's yeah. my priority hobby because I don't, I don't get enough of it. Um, mm.
1: but, but resting and I mean, genuinely shutting off all technology and whatnot, and just sitting in my apartment in total silence is, mm. is, is solitude for me. Um, i used to be a very big uh nfl fan for years and Mm. then uh i replaced those sports with other oddball sports so Mm. i'm a huge marble racing fan so it's the marble league right now so my team is winning yes yes there's this thing called Jell's marble run and he's not the only one there are other marble leagues as well but right Uh now it's like our olympics and my team the orangers are in first place right now so i keep up with that um, I love watching gaming videos. My sister, The Just Life, is a gamer. I keep mm. up with Corey Kenshin, Poise. Mm. I'll pop in on uh, Jay sometimes on Twitch, uh, JRE sometimes on Twitch, mm-hmm. um, or MK Ice and Fire because there's no commentary. I love Grey Still Plays who tortures Sims or mm. Minecraft. Tortures Sims. <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> I read books or, at this point, um, getting back into... Strengthening my, my language skills I am oh, yeah. a polyglot but I'm a bad Polyglot I now see. So yeah. One of my phones is in Spanish I teach in Spanish and English mm. And one of my phones is in Korean To start reinforcing those skills Again so
0: Oh lord I gotta yeah, I saw your tweet today. You were like, how do I like <laughs> <laughs> you just want to change it back? Boy. Like it's for the gains. It's for the gains. I need I to change it back. I want to change Korean. it
1: back so badly, um, but I know I know my capabilities and I know that if I'm constantly looking at this stuff that it's just going to make it easier for me to reclaim the the language yeah. skills that I'm not using that much. Right. The Spanish right. not so much. I just sound mm-hmm. like I am a hot mess Spanish speaker, but Same, yeah. the Korean
0: Boy, <laughs> <laughs> it takes some time. that's for sure. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. So with I guess my last question is with everything that you have going on, and I'm sure like you said, you have a lot of other things that you would probably have in the works. when you're coming up with a new um, idea, first of all, how like what do you what constitutes a solid idea for you? like a solid venture to go after? like what like in your mind like has to be checked off that's like, okay this makes the most sense for me to now focus my time on.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I kind of look from the ending instead of mm. the, the beginning. If you look at um, any endeavor, there's thousands of other people doing the same thing. So yeah. you can't intimidate yourself with the thought of, oh, Mom, no one's going to pay attention. No, 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 no. I look from the end. Who can I sell this to when I'm done with it? Or who can Mm. I give this to when I'm done with it? Or is it something that can neatly close itself up not to be done by me again? So Mm -hmm. I I look from the ending. There's a venture I'm working on right now that's going to launch this fall that it's completely out of the norm for me because I've never sold products beyond my own merchandise with Mac the Koala on Mm -hmm. it. Um, but this is something that has nothing to do with, with my, my side as a YouTuber, mm. as a podcaster, none of that. Mm. And my vision with it is, okay, it's something I enjoy and I, I, I do like it a lot. And my bank statements show it that I mm. buy a lot of this particular thing. Mm. Um, but after a year of me doing it or after two years of me doing it, who can I put in place to, to lead it? And I just advise. So it has to be something that can have a neat bow to tie it up at the end or something that I can pass along. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, it has to have a level of blatant integrity to it. It cannot Mm -hmm. in any way come off exploitative. Mm -hmm. Everything has a level of exploitation to it, no matter what, just like every single one of us are problematic to somebody in some kind of way, whether Mm -hmm. we want to be or not. Mm -hmm. But if I can keep it as transparent and as clear as possible about these are what the intentions are, and people can still get behind that, then I go ahead with it. I see. Yeah. I see.
0: That's interesting. That's an. I like that. Oh, the everybody's problematic to whoever or to, to whoever. somebody from somebody. You know, like from their perspective in some way, shape, or form. That's yep. That's an interesting way to think about things. Not everybody's perfect. So I like that. That's really cool. I'm going to I'm gonna take that like the neat ending bow thing. That's like a good way to like think about things. Think about the, the end goal before you like even get started. So you're not confused halfway through. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I really appreciate your time, Ashley, for uh, taking the time to educate all of us on everything that you have going on. And I, you know, I saw that you uh, on your latest YouTube video, you have candles coming out very soon. yes i do i won't yes. reveal the name but this okay
1: fall, i will have a, a line of candles that uh candles and uh some other auxiliary things that uh-huh. are for the music lover to help you oh. set the right mood and ambiance for you to journal or meditate or mm-hmm. just chill so um because there's not a demand for it yet mm-hmm. i'm only releasing a very limited supply 25 of one fragrance and 25 of the other mm. and i'm including everyone through my ig story and now on youtube with the behind the scene process so there's a mini series i'm doing now called making of where people mm. are really seeing what it takes to take a product literally from concept to to tangible so right, right. i'm excited about it i've never done anything like this before i've always been in service oriented Uh, entrepreneurial endeavors. This is Mm. completely out of my norm. So Mm -hmm. I'm learning really new things, but I'm excited.
0: (laughs) Wow. I can't wait to see it. That's so cool. And you said meditate. Do you meditate? I am a prayer and I meditate from time to time.
1: Mm. I am a very open-minded Christian, if you Mm. will. So uh, sometimes some people do need something to help them set the mood for them to focus that way so I hope that it can accommodate them and for those who don't and they just need something to set a mood hopefully Mm. the associated parts of this this candle launch will give them what they need.
0: Yes! Oh, I'm so excited! I'm gonna be buying one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> buying one for sure. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ashley. Um, you, I have your 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 social media is listed here. Um, but if you want to tell everybody where they can find you on social media, um, or on your websites as well as including YouTube, uh, please let them know.
1: Sure, I'll do my drop. Yes. (laughs) You can find me on all your social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as K-Pop Amino by looking for Multifaceted ACG. You can also find more information about all my crazy ventures at MultifacetedACG.com. That's M-U-L-T-I-F-A-C-E-T-E-D-A-C-G.
0: Mhm. Yes, and you can find her as she describes it pitiful K-pop fangirling on Twitter <laughs> at Jinju Hallyu Fever. J I N J U H A L L Y U F E V are so yeah yes, that's yes. where the messiness goes on <laughs> Just, i
1: can't even handle it over yes. there on that twitter profile so yeah it's definitely there and yes. a3 day you have to look for multifaceted acg presents an album a day to find yes. that on your favorite platform but there will be a a3 podcast a3daypodcast.com probably in the next 72 hours we're just waiting on the nice. final details
0: on that. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll make sure to link that. And as well, make thank sure you. to go stream and listen to Ms. Blink as well. Yes. And then also just lastly, you have your the greatest the great moments K-pop YouTube channel. Um so yeah. make sure to go ch- or that, that's where an album a day the the audios is there. Yeah. Um so thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you again Ashley thank and you. we will see you guys next week.
1: Thank you.